Next on BYU Football with Kalani Satake, the Cougars win big in Vegas, and now they seek their first win streak of the season with senior day bearing down at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. The coach and one of his senior captains, T. John Karoma, will join us live. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Satake wants no part of the sideline. Look, he'll spin and come back in just to try and run somebody over. Open is Satake, wide open. What's Kalani Sataki? What a nice job on Gerard Newby. BYU wins it for Lavelle Edwards. Kalani Satake as the new football coach at BYU. It's great to be back home. Kick is on its way. It is gone! It is gone! Hit! The Cougars have it! I'm very lucky to be coaching these young men. Squally runs left. Now middle. There he goes! Squally counted with a big gainer. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sataki, presented by Ken Garfor, with your host, Spencer Linton. Super Tuesday on BYU TV. Great to have you with us wherever and however you're dialed in. I am Spencer Linton sitting in for Greg Rebell tonight and ready to roll with the coach Kalani Satake, senior center T. John Karoma, and a group of BYU fans understandably amped up after the Cougars' most complete win of the season. Next week's show, as a programming note, yeah, let's get it started early. Next week's show is being shot on Monday due to the holiday at 8 Eastern. If you want to join the audience, go to BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show for your free seats at noon Eastern time. Also, set your DVR for November 28th as well when we debut BYU basketball with head coach Dave Rose. Reminding you to join the program by using the hashtag Satake Show on Twitter to ask questions for Coach Satake and tonight's player guest, Tijon Karoma. BYU football, by the way, has still never lost to the UNLV Rebels in Las Vegas. 9-0 all-time. Lesson, don't bet against BYU when they play in Vegas. There are several levels to that statement. Though I am willing to wager the first road win of the season, we'll present some happy guests tonight, including the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. Good to see you. All right. All right, coach. You're on. I had to go left because I did that last time. And we're going to try to create a win streak here. So <laughs> Anything and everything for the win streak. Just yeah. in case, yeah. I get it. I get it. All right, Coach. Uh, let's start with uh, what happened with the fans in Las Vegas last week in, oh, was awesome. in Sam Boyd Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, well, to see that type of welcome and that experience after you pulled out that win, what was that like for you? Um, it was awesome. It, was, uh, it motivated our team, you know, when they, when they came out for um, – for pregame and for warm-ups and to have, see all that blue, uh, our players just feed off. They fed off of it, and uh, they were excited talking about it in the locker room, and, um, and it just powered them through. So uh, I've said it before, our players, I've never met a team that wants to play for their fans more than, than what I'm at right now and, and uh, our BYU football team, and um, it proved it right there, you know, and felt like a home, home, uh, home field advantage, and uh, it was really nice. So uh, that's the best part of the game, seeing all the fans there, especially after, you know, some of the rough things that we've been able to um, face this season. And to have that that much support has been awesome. 
But we've had that at home. We've had it everywhere. We've had great support, so we're just thankful for all our fans. Yeah, an estimated 10,000 fans <clears throat> in Las Vegas to watch BYU win 31-21. The party with those fans continued outside the locker room after the victory. Nobody wanted to go home. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, it's only our third win, so, you know, uh, hopefully uh, you never want to get sick of winning, right? But uh, <laughs> we de- we're definitely sick of losing, so that, it was a nice change up and, it was just good to enjoy it with our families and our friends and, and all our fans that you know outside of the locker room and um, it's just nice. I mean, we're all about family and about doing this together and uh, you know I think we've learned a lot of things this this year, but uh, we're definitely looking forward to performing for our fans. That that's what it comes down to, and our players just love doing that. Thanks to the wonderful world of social media, Snapchat and uh, Twitter specifically, Micah Simon. We got to see just a glimpse of what happened inside the locker room with Joe Critchlow. What is happening here? Um, I think Joe was on his mission way too long. For, you know, so, uh, he was a really good missionary, so it's pretty obvious he's not up to date on the dances. Um, I think Juju on the beat was out when he was knocking on doors. So I'm grateful that he served a, an honorable mission and did a great job. Outstanding. See a better quarterback or a better dancer, Coach? Uh, well, you can see it for yourself. Right? <laughs> I love Joe, but um, he shouldn't be practicing any dance moves. Okay. Yeah. Fair, but he, fair you know, hopefully, as, as long as we keep winning, we'll let him dance as much as he wants. He can do what he wants right there. We'll suffer through. Okay. <laughs> what was the most impressive thing you saw from Joe Critchlow in his quarterbacking duties on Friday night? Um, just that great uh, poise. That's one thing like. That just came to mind during the game. It just felt like he was, he's a guy that just used to play in there, you know, and uh, just felt really comfortable in the offense. And I give a lot of credit to Ty Detmer getting a guy that's been, I mean, just a few months ago, this guy was on his mission knocking on doors, and here he is leading us to victory against UNLV. And um, didn't really seem like it was a first start for him, you know. So uh, he, it wasn't perfect, but he made some really good plays and, and made a couple mistakes, and uh, we can build off of that. But I think he had great energy and, had a great demand for the offense, and it was really nice. Really nice to see him perform. Third true freshman quarterback to win in his first start at BYU. And the pass game, understandably, helped set up a memorable night for Squally Canada, who had one of the best individual performances ever produced by a BYU running back. Top 10. We'll get into the details of that in just a bit. What has changed for Squally Canada over the past few weeks that's kind of let him discover this new level? Well, I mean, Squally's always had the ability to do this. You know, it's just a. I think he'll he'll tell you, give you a lot of credit to the O-line. Uh, we've had some really, you know, with all the injuries that we've had throughout the year, uh, being able to be uh, consistent with our O-line has been nice. And uh, Squally was a huge benefactor of that. But um, he found the holes. He's patient. And more than anything, he's he's finally completely healthy. You know, he, he had overcome a lot of adversity early in the year and some injuries. And, and now he's feeling a lot more comfortable. And then uh, it's nice to have him back. And and performing like that, getting 213 yards. On 25 carries, 10th best individual performance by a BYU running back in a prestigious school history. Now, if we're being nitpicky, and we can because we do this TV show, we should point out that Squally was caught on a breakaway run for 54 yards, and his teammates let him hear about it after he was caught at the 11-yard line. What did you see on this play? Well, I mean, great block by Braden Elbakri up front in the O-line, and Receivers blocked well downfield, and uh, just seemed like he ran out of gas right here. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll attribute that to the, uh, to the, you know, not being healthy and not being in great shape. So, uh, you know, I think he just kind of ran out of gas, but that's okay. 
Yeah, he explained it in his own words to me after the game. as, yeah, that was embarrassing. No way, no way around it, man. <laughs> That's okay. We'll take it. I mean, it was, it was a nice run. He took care of the football, and I'd uh, like to see him end it in the end zone, but that's something we can push for this week. Eventually it did end in the end zone with a Squally Canada touchdown. It just took a few more plays. Uh, you've had a multifaceted rushing attack all season, and you, you saw some good things from Austin Kofensis, who was one of the most explosive players in Utah high school history. Mm-hmm. He increased his role, had a touchdown, averaged over five yards a carry. How would you define his role right now on this team? Well, you know, he's been, he's been, has a great attitude. He's been a team guy from the very beginning. And uh, we knew that he had a lot of athleticism and speed and, and playmaking ability. And so we, um, we started him at quarterback, and I think that kind of hurt his progress as a running back because then we moved him from QB to receiver. And so now he's really starting to feel comfortable being a running back and being a wildcat quarterback, you know. And uh, he keeps reminding us that he can throw the ball. And so uh, we'll, we'll see how that, that factors <laughs> into this weekend. But... Um, I don't think he likes being the, called the Wildcat guy, but um, you know we'll see how, how everything progresses. But he, he definitely has a playmaking ability, and it, it's off of his legs that he can make that work. Well, I think he's got some serious mustache game as well with the handlebars growing out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a guy that can grow a great mustache, so I, I can't really comment on or <laughs> criticize someone's mustache. So, I mean, yeah, he, he, he looks great whether or not he has a mustache on. How do you see his role <laughs> developing as he pushes forward in his BYU football career? Oh, he's a great athlete, and, and he doesn't really um, – it's, it's not a selfish move for him. All he cares about is doing what's best for the team. You'll see him – and we have a lot of guys like that on the team, you know. And for a guy that, that uh, has accomplished a lot of things, for him to have such humility and to be a team guy first, is just – I appreciate that as a head coach, and I know our coaches appreciate it as they work through him and getting him more, prep, more reps and getting more opportunities to play. He's only a sophomore, so he has a lot more, a lot more games to play and a lot more years to, to make stuff happen here. You mentioned how pleased you are with the offensive line, and it's hard not to be impressed uh, with what they have done, particularly on Friday night and all season for that matter. They have been one of the most, if not the most, consistent performing position group for you all year. Why do you think that is? Well, there's a lot of, uh, lot of um, seniority there, a lot of experience and uh, I think Mike Empey is, did, has done a great job as an O-line coach getting them ready. And, um, you know, we, we lean heavily on their, their, the physical, physical part of the game for them. And, and they played a lot of football. So uh, it's just it's sad that the interior three are coming to their last game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So hopefully a lot of fans are there to, to show them their respect and love because those guys have given up a lot of their, uh, their uh, hours and hard work to, to, for this team and this program. I really appreciate that. Now, one of the big three, the captain for you, the center, T. John Caroma, will be our player guest tonight. We'll have uh, him join us in just a bit and get into the nitty-gritty of why he feels like the offensive line has been so consistently good. Let's switch to the other side of the ball now. You and your uh, defensive coordinator, Elisa Tuiaki, have spent a great deal of time discussing the need to create more turnovers, to just create those momentum-building plays. The BYU defense did that against you, and it'll be plus two when the game was over. Fred Warner and... Zane Anderson had kind of book-ending interceptions, if you will. What did you see on these plays? Well, just great plays. Those guys, uh, you know, looking at the Fred's um, uh, interception, there's a lot of pressure from um, Langi Tuifua there as a D end, and uh, Fred says he got robbed. He should have had a touchdown on this play. So um, I don't think we really cared about that. <laughs> not that we don't care about Fred, but he, you know, he was complaining. He wanted him to. I just didn't think it was appropriate for me to take a timeout and have them review whether or not he scored. We just wanted to take a knee and get the win. But, um, you know, I, I would rather him just catch the ball and took a knee right away. But, 
Fred being Fred, I'm, I'm okay with him trying to get to the one-yard line. Okay, <laughs> all right. The coach has spoken. A win is a win is a win, right? Yeah, and turnovers is part of the deal. If we can get, we, I said before last week that um, if we can get pressure on the quarterback, that's the best way to create turnovers and create disruption, get sacks, you know, and so that's, that was our focus. We, we missed a lot of opportunities to make sacks, and uh, it, in, in, in return it cost us um, some big plays in the passing game. And so we, we need to get better um, defensively and D-line-wise at crowding and keeping the uh, quarterback in the pocket and taking them down on sacks. All right, we're just getting started here on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We'll take our first break. As we do, we want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast, buffet, dinner, Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. When we come back, the Minutemen of UMass visit Provo for a second straight year. But they've improved in a number of ways. So what does that mean for BYU on Saturday? This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Ken Garf Nissan of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Studio C in Provo, Utah. A warm welcome back to all of you on Super Tuesday. And a special thanks to our live studio audience. Bring in the heat right now. The head coach ready for another round of questions, right? Yeah, let's okay. go. We'll jump back in with uh, the senior day topic. What is this week like emotionally for you as a coach and for your players? Because you personally have now experienced both sides of that dynamic. Oh, yeah, and I, I remember my last game in, in, in the stadium, and it was actually the first game that it was called Lavelle Edwards Stadium, you know, and so and that was my last college game in, as a, you know, in, 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 in Provo, and so um, it was really cool. We won, you know, and that's always a, a plus, but it was just uh, it's, it's a little bit uh, dis- disappointing because it's coming to an end and, and um, just miss it. And I, I mentioned our, our players love being, uh, love being in front of our fans, and so... For these guys like Fred Warner and Tijon Chroma and, and Tuni Kanuch and all these guys that played so many so many plays, so many games for, for BYU, it just it sucks that it comes to an end, you know. But um, but it, it opens the opportunity for others and uh, to learn from them and their hard work and sacrifice. And so hopefully we can make it work and get them a win and uh, give them something excited, you know, get 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 them an exciting moment and something that they can always uh, cherish and remember forever. I can't believe it took us this long to mention his name in today's show, but one of your seniors, Johnny Linehan, <laughs> posted a picture on Twitter yesterday and said you had given him a wristband with play-calling notes on the inside. <laughs> it reads, don't even think about it, punt! <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish I would have had that for the LSU game. <laughs> so. No, it's... it's, it's uh, <laughs> hey... Um, and if he doesn't see the wristband, I'm yelling it from the sideline. <laughs> so, but I, you know, it, 
Uh, maybe maybe uh, UMass will read it and then let them have one. You know, oh. so we'll see. But okay, <laughs> um, trust me. There's 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 a good chance. You already know there's a good chance that Johnny may go rogue and do it on his own. And so um, I will love him regardless, but I'll love him even more if he gets a first down. Okay. Yeah. It's about first downs, right? Yeah, let's go. Bottom line. Looking at the UMass Minutemen, coached by uh, Mark Whipple, 3-7, and seven, but they on paper have been plenty competitive, and on the field for that matter. They don't get blown out, most notably. They recently put a scare into Mississippi State a few weeks back in Starkville. What's your initial impression of this UMass football team? Well, yeah, I mean, they're well coached. Coach Whipple's been around for a long time, and this is his second stint there. And, and so there's a lot of experience on that coaching staff. They're well coached. I've said that a lot about a lot of our opponents, but uh, this team specifically, they do things the right way on the field, and they, uh, they're really assignment sound. So we're going to have to be on top of our game. And uh, they put up a lot of points on, on some really good teams and took Mississippi State to the wire, you know, so... Uh, you know, I think we, if we just focus on what we do as a team, I think we'll be fine. We match up well against them, and, and I like putting it on the, the, the front. I like putting it on the D-line and the offensive line to take over the game because I think that could be a strength for us. They have the 19th-ranked pass offense in the entire country with uh, quarterback Andrew Ford. They have a really good tight end in Adam Brenneman and the wide receiver Andy Isabella. How do you feel like your defense stacks up against a potent pass offense from UMass? Well, it's, if they're going to throw that much, then it's a good opportunity to get some picks and get some sacks. And so uh, it's going to be really big for our, our D-line to get some disruption and get some pressure on them that, so we can get some, some bad throws and we can get, get interceptions. And that's, that'll, um, I mean, I, I like the fact that they want to throw the ball. and they, They'll do some max protection and three-man routes, and so uh, we're going to have to have max effort and just get through there, whether it's a four-man rush or if we bring pressure. What else has your attention besides the three playmakers on the screen, generally speaking, about this? Well, I, I think assignment sound, they're, they're, they're uh, really well balanced, and, and offensively they're, they'll run the ball and they'll, they'll pound it, they'll, go, they'll spread it out and run a spread, spread system, but they'll also play some power O, run game, and then, then they'll spread the ball out with, uh, with their pro style or spread it out and throw downfield. So uh, they, they have a lot, of, uh, a lot of weapons to go to, and they obviously – have the, um, the, the numbers to show it. So it'll be a good, good challenge for our defense. Yeah, the quarterback, Andrew Ford, 17 touchdowns, only three interceptions. Uh, Brenneman, by the way, the only non-Power 5 tight end on the John Mackey Award semifinalist. So they, they certainly have some playmakers. On the defensive side, they also defend the pass pretty well, but have struggled against the run game. Now, logic would suggest you would like to be able to establish a run game against UMass. Yeah, I'd say well, let's do both. Let's be able to run and... Uh, and throw on them, you know. So uh, I, I like the the game plan that we had last week, but I, I think the main thing is just let's just stick with what what's working and what uh, what our guys are doing well at, you know. So um, I think I think again, up on the, whether we're running or passing, uh, it's going to be on the front to protect our quarterback in, in the passing game, but then in the run game to open up some holes so our running backs can, get, can find some some seams and, and make some big plays and hopefully get in the end zone which uh, Squally failed to do in that one long run. So hopefully we can get that to, make, to work this time. Work on that high-end yeah. speed? Okay, all right. Uh, not to be overlooked, UMass is a fellow independent, and so they're going through some of the same early struggles that BYU encountered back in 2011-2012. You will play there the next two seasons. What do you know about Foxborough and uh, the Patriots Stadium? Well, yeah, we have some guys on the Patriots team, so it would be Good for us to, to go there. Hopefully we can get some more added to that roster, you know, and, and uh, they can be there on the sideline for us when we play against them in Boston. But 
Right now, we're more concerned with this game and, and getting this thing underway. And um, they, they, they learned that they have to travel and, and do a lot of different scheduling as an independent. So they can uh, learn, we learn a little bit, a little bit from each other, but we also can sympathize with um, what they have to go through. They can do the same thing with us. But when it comes down to it, the players will win games, and, and it comes down to them performing on Saturday. And I'm just really looking forward to our guys doing it. Now, speaking of those Patriots, uh, we'll have an update on Kyle Van Noy and what he did uh, when we visit. Cougars in the NFL and uh, spoke with Harvey Longy, who was in town this week, was watching the BYU basketball game, says he's feeling better after a pretty scary car accident with his wife, Cassie, both there in person and a four to six month recovery. So we certainly wish Harvey the best as he comes back from an unfortunate injury. Yeah, and I mean, he's, he's going to be fine. He's a he's a trooper and a fighter. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad that that he and his wife are safe and, and uh, that his career can still continue after they, he gets through this uh, this injury. Up next, something we've been waiting a while for, the first media interview from T. John Karoma that he's <laughs> taken on at BYU this year. You're going to arm wrestle him, right? I have no shot. So <laughs> I, I wore long sleeves on purpose because my arms I'm usually not worried about, but next to T. John, they don't match. So, What would it take to get you to arm wrestle him right here? Well, if you know you're going to lose, why does it matter? So I'm, <laughs> you arm wrestle him. <laughs> I love him too much to arm wrestle him. I, I would like to keep my arm. Yeah, and I, I like to keep my pride, so we're okay. <laughs> A reminder as we head to break, we at Ken Garf Nissan of Warham are improving things for our customers to see how. Come visit our showroom located on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs. After the break, as we mentioned, one of the BYU football senior captains will join us live in Studio C. T. John Karoma visits with the coach and me and takes your questions. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake with your host, Spencer Linton. Inside Studio C in Provo, Utah, this is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Use hashtag Sitake Show for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A sessions coming up in just a bit. We have now reached our player guest segment of tonight's broadcast presented by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. It is the senior captain and center representing Allen, Texas. Give it up for T. John Karoma. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Welcome to the fun. Oh, yeah. I'd like to point out T. John's shoe game right off the bat with the you know uh, classic I mean? Michael Jordan 11s. A little something. Carolina Tar Heel Blue to. to match his shirt. Exactly. Carolina Blue out today. You feel okay. me, Coach? Hey, you know. <laughs> a little something I slight. I got issued from being <laughs> <laughs> Solid choice. Okay. You, this, was cal- this was a calculated move on your part. You know, like, I'm on BYU TV. I had to do a little something. <laughs> yeah. you know what I, mean? I, had to, I had to do a little something for you guys. <laughs> Senior day on Saturday for you, T. John. Yes, sir. What are your emotions like right now as you approach your final game in Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Man, it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Four years went by really fast, you know, and I can't believe I'm a senior. I can't believe this is almost my, my last game wearing the blue and white. It's, it's really pretty sad, honestly. I'm, I'm excited for the opportunity to get to play with my boys a couple more times, but I'm, I'm pretty sad about it. I am. You have taken on several challenges, not just on the football field, but also in the classroom as an economics major. Yeah. 
What in the world were you thinking? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. It's actually really hard, too. But, um, but I'm, I graduate in April, hopefully. Awesome. So keep your fingers crossed for me. Pray for me. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, really, how do you balance that type of demanding classwork mm-hmm. schedule with everything that's going on in the football season? It's been really hard. It has been. Um, and we miss class, you know, a lot sometimes. And so I just, I've been working as hard as I possibly can, really. That's all it is. And I meet with as many tutors as I can, maybe with the professors as much as I can. And I've been working really hard at it. Now, not to mention the full-time support you have to give to your girlfriend, who is Miss Utah, Jesse Cade Riley. So technically that makes you Mr. Utah. Mr. Right? Utah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, along with that new nickname, you have several. You have several nicknames. Which would you say is your favorite? I didn't know I had any nicknames, actually. What? Yeah, I had no idea. What about Big Cat? Big. <laughs> that's just my mom. Oh, that's your mom. Okay. <laughs> that was. Uh, there we go. I got that name when I was like five years old, playing rec league football, flag football. I don't know. She's the only one that still calls me that, but she loves it. Okay, so yeah. wh- wh- how, how big were you when you were five years old compared to other kids? I was, I was, I was bigger. I wasn't, like, huge, but I was the bigger kid. I, you know, in, in, uh, like in the rec league sports, like, you have to wear, like, a, a sticker on your helmet or something when you're overweight. Or, or you have to, <laughs> in our league, we had to wear a 90 number to show the other kids that you're heavier than everybody else. That was me. Okay. <laughs> what, do you, what do you prefer, Big Cat or Mr. Utah? Hey, I I, I, call, I just call him Tijon. So <laughs> he's uh, he he deserves all the respect, and he doesn't usually need a nickname unless he asks for one. So um, he, you've never really dubbed yourself any nickname, so he's it's okay. He's always been Tijon, yeah. Yeah, I, I I'm amazed that he's doing this interview and that he's because he doesn't do do media really ever, right? This is was one of the first times. Yeah, it's my first time in a little while now, actually. And you got stuck with me. I got stuck with, dang it, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. Uh, both of your parents are from uh, Sierra Leone. So yes, when sir. you committed to BYU, mm-hmm. this mountain backdrop, what did they and your whole family think about this opportunity at BYU? Oh, my mom was so excited. My mom was very, very excited. So uh, they were baptized. Some Mormon missionaries found them in Dallas right before I was born. And so I grew up in the church and everything, and my mom was very excited for me to go to BYU. She was, she, uh, she couldn't wait to send me 20 hours away from home and <laughs> but uh and there are various reasons for that yeah. no but it's uh yeah she was very excited about it she lo- she loves BYU she's BYU's biggest fan all right you've you've said you've gone on record before and said that your favorite sport is soccer or one of your favorite sports mm-hmm. is soccer and you said that if you were 100 pounds lighter you'd be the world's best player yeah that so sounds about if, right if you if you were to play soccer yeah at 100 pounds lighter what position would you play I'm scoring all the goals. Okay, <laughs> I'm scoring every. So what is that like? Forward, center, striker, something like okay. that. I'm scoring every single goal. Now, is that because you don't <laughs> score a lot of touchdowns in football? Is that kind of that's what, yes. In soccer, I gotta score goals to be the star. <laughs> okay. No, I uh, I love soccer. Soccer. I mean, I love football first for sure. Um, I like I like playing FIFA on Xbox and on mm-hmm. PlayStation, <laughs> but I do like soccer a lot. Soccer's fun. Now, I know there are some intense competitions within the locker room there are. that deal with FIFA. You get in on this, Coach, or do you stay away from that? No, once video games got, uh, like, 
five buttons or more, I stop playing. <laughs> Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah, I'm, I'm old school. You it's know, your jam. Double dribble from the get go. <laughs> Back when you had to like blow into the cartridge for. Yes. You know, so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old school. Right there with you. Right there with you. Okay, T. John. In high school, uh, you did the shot put and mm-hmm. something called pile lifting. Yeah, that's a typo. It's power lifting. It's power lifting. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> we were like. What yeah, I don't know who put pile lifting. lifting. Yeah, power lifting. Expert pile lifter, T. John Karoma. <laughs> going around picking up piles of dirt or something. <laughs> power lifting. Well, you are from Texas. I know a lot of dirt in Texas, right? Uh, speaking of the great state of Texas, mm-hmm. what, in your opinion, what makes it so great? Because everyone's got an opinion, Texas? Right? Yeah. Number one, Whataburger. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. We got some Whataburger fans. Number, number two, high school football. Okay. And, Allen, uh, Texas. Allen, Texas. That's the best of the best. The Eagles, right? The Allen Eagles. The Allen yes, Eagles. Sir. Okay. And uh, yeah, Texas is uh, heaven on earth. All right. Open up Allen, the Texas Allen, pipeline. Allen, Texas is heaven on earth. For BYU <laughs> with T. John Karoma. You blocked your tail off along with uh, the rest of your offensive line on Friday night mm. and helped Squally Canada go off for one of the top yes. 10 individual rushing performances in the history of no, BYU Squally football. Squally had a day. Definitely. 213 yards. What was that like for you to watch him do that? It was, uh, you know, I was happy for Squally, you know, because every, everybody has their tough times during the season. Squally's kind of had some, his tough times during the season. I was really happy for him to have a day. You know, Squally, um, he made us look good sometimes, and, and we make him look good, and I was just really happy for him to, to see him go off like that. He had a great day. He had a great game. And this is where we bring in the cheesy uh, Squally nicknames. High squality running. High squality. Um, <laughs> That's a good one. I haven't heard that one before. Whom Kalani calls, he squalifies. He's qualified. <laughs> That's a good one. You all right with those? Yeah, I'm good with those. Okay. Now, Squally told me after the game that uh, when he got caught, he ran out of gas on like yes, 11 or 12 yard line. And he said, this, this, was, was, a, this was embarrassing. And T-John came up to me and said, it's a good thing we scored a touchdown because if we didn't, it would have been your fault. Yes. No, Definitely. I thought it was a touchdown. I, I started celebrating, and then I have to catch my breath and get on the ball again. And, <laughs> and so, like, it was, we were in the huddle, and we were making fun of him. And I was like, I was like, I was like it's funny because we still scored. Had we not scored, we'd be pretty mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. All right, we've, uh, we're off to a rip-roar and start with T.J. on Karoma, man. You can stick around for a few more seconds. For sure, for sure. We've got more with T.J. straight ahead. To our live audience and social media. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you in part by Bam Bam's Barbecue, authentic to the bone. As promised, your look at some former BYU Cougars in the NFL and what they've done recently. How about Jamal Williams? 20 carries for 67 yards. Hard five yards in a Green Bay Packers win over the Chicago Bears. Kyle Van Noy and the New England Patriots now 7-2. He had five tackles and a win against the Denver Broncos. And a shout-out to Michael Davis with the Los Angeles Chargers had a tackle against the Jaguars. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Satake. I'm Spencer Linton sitting in for Greg Rubel. Saturday marks T. John Karoma's 50th game at BYU. 50 games, man. All starts. What has it been like for you to be the guy for 50 games games. as the center? I can't believe it's been 50. 
That's crazy. That's so many. It's gone by so fast. It's been so much fun. It's been a ride. I'm, I'm, I'm going to miss it. It's crazy. 50 games, that's a lot. Wow. I've been at it for a long time now. You're an old man, <laughs> I'm, I'm old. I really am. I'm a senior. And uh, no, I'm going to miss it. It's been fun. Four years as a starter. And this question was asked from our audience during the break. But what are your aspirations after BYU? Yeah, um, definitely. So, number one, my main goal is to play in the NFL. That's goal number one. Um, other than that, I, I just, you know, I have, I'll have my degree with economics, and hopefully I can find something to do with that. That doesn't sound as fun as playing in the NFL. <laughs> but, uh, so hopefully I'll get to continue to play. But uh, we'll see how it goes. Listen, I'm excited for it. You can find something fun with economics. <laughs> just walk in there. Flex your muscles and say, Is that all it's going to take? Give me the funnest job. That's <laughs> how it works. No one's going to say no to that. Uh, how does, coming off the performance that uh, you had on Friday night, how does BYU one up what you did against UNLV and take a step forward against UMass? Definitely. No, we're excited. Uh, you know, the, the game plan didn't change much. We're going to go to, we're going to play UMass this Saturday and we're going to try to do exactly what we did last Friday. Just some. Um, try to run the rock as much as we can. Joe Critchell's playing quarterback. He's a freshman. So we try to take as much pressure off of him by running the football. Um, and uh, so we're excited for the, for the challenge. We're excited to – as an offense lineman, we lo- if it was up to me, I'd run the ball every play. Mm. And, so, and so I'm excited to, you know, I hope that's the game plan for this Saturday is to just run the football as much as we can. Okay, well, we just want Joe to be dancing like he was Joe after Critchell. the UNLV game, right? <laughs> definitely. No, definitely. Okay, are you ready to tackle some questions from the fans on Twitter? Let's do it. Of course Let's you go. are. First question from uh, at Greg. Is it uh, Rebel? Rebel? Oh, oh, Greg Rebel. Oh, nice, Greg. <laughs> Greg tweeting in. Hello, Greg. What are your recollections of your first BYU start as a true freshman at UConn in 2014? Yeah, I was really scared. <laughs> I was so scared. I. Um, because it was my first college game, I was like, man, what if I'm actually really bad at football? What, what, what if I get beat in front of all these people? And uh, that was a fun one, though. Uh, man, I felt like I was watching the Taysom show, though, <laughs> against UConn. Taysom was a man, that's a dude. Taysom is a good football player. And, but it was fun. It was, and it, uh, that first game gave me a lot of confidence for the rest of the season and for the rest of my career here at BYU. All right. Question number two from at Ryben3. Tijon, what is the key to increasing the bicep mass <laughs> diet, bicep curls three times a week, or is it all in the genes that none of us have been blessed with? No, it's not genes, okay? Um, I'll tell you what. I worked really hard with Coach New this offseason, really hard with Coach New, and he taught me that for biceps, you need a lot of reps, a lot of reps and a lot of eating. That's what I do. A lot of reps and a lot of eating. A lot of reps and a lot of eating. Yes, sir. That sounds pretty good to you, right, Kalani? <laughs> hey, I got biceps too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of eating. <laughs> Who knew? Just hey. eat a lot. Still the buffet table. We don't need wow. a gym. <laughs> yeah. Mind blown. Just right the buffet, now. exactly. Amazing. Okay, question number three for T. John at B Royal Blue Coog. What is your favorite way to celebrate a touchdown with your running backs or wide receivers after they score? I get pretty excited when we score. I, um, I get really excited. I actually celebrate so much that I have to walk off the field because I'm so tired. And so I don't always get all the way down to the end zone. <laughs> but, uh, but when it's close, when we're in the red zone and we score, <laughs> then, then I, love, uh, I love jumping up with all those guys and, and 
we get pretty excited. It's fun. I love seeing those guys score. All right, I, feel well, like, we, I feel like we all scored. We look forward to more celebrating yes, this sir. Saturday. Senior day, man. Senior day. Well, I, hopefully we have a lot of scores this Saturday. It's happening. We just need to get the custom uh, Michael Jordan patent leather Something like cleats that, yeah. for you. <laughs> I think, actually, I think they're on their way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get on it. <laughs> I think Coach said something about it. I don't remember. We'll see. <laughs> sure. A senior parting gift. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks, T. John. Give it up for T. John Caroma. More TV for T. John Caroma. Stay with us for just a minute. More T. John. And a reminder that we at Kengar Honda of Orem have a new dealership. Come see our showroom floor located on University Parkway. Kengar Honda of Orem. We hear Coops. After the break, your questions for the headball coach from the audience and Twitter. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. There's the snap. Handoff Squally. Squally middle. Lowers the shoulder pass. And stays on his feet. Into the end zone. Oh, Canada once again. Squally scores. BYU 20, UNLV 7 with the PAT pending. Our good friend Greg Rebell on the call. That's the exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan innovation that excites. We are back with BYU football with Kalani Satake here in Studio C in Provo, Utah. Coach, we just enjoyed a nice interview segment with T. John Karoma, but now it's back to you <laughs> we could we could have kept Tijon here the whole time <laughs> he's a great young man by the way and I love coaching him it's just an honor to coach him and be involved with him and, and football is nothing that defines him he's so much more than that but um I don't think there's another football player that's played for BYU that actually has played as many snaps as he has as he's played more snaps in, in four years we have to do that study Spencer you, you have people that can get on it but yeah I'd have to think that you, as you guys watch him on Saturday you're, you're not going to have a lot of people that have played more football games for, for BYU than Tijon Karoma. So I uh, just really appreciate it. You could tell from his voice and uh, how, how much passion and how much he loves BYU and being able to represent the Y. So, so I love that kid. All right, Coach, a moment ago we saw Tijon Karoma blocking uh, for Squally Canada on that two-yard touchdown run. What did you see X's and O's standpoint from the offensive line and the run game that just was so successful, especially in, on a run like that at they, the goal line? They did a good job getting movement up front, you know, and um, I think Squally did a good job finding the, the gaps, finding the holes. But um, if you if you watch the, the game, a lot of the O-linemen were on people and they're getting knocked back and, and moving them off the off the line of scrimmage. And that always helps out for running backs to find open seams and and uh, find gaps to, to run between. So it's been really nice. The O-line's been really consistent all year long, and it's nice that we have a running back that can find it and, and have some consistency there at the run game. One of the best and most unique parts of our weekly show with Coach Satake is when we let you ask the coach questions, whether it be from our live audience or on Twitter. We're ready to roll, and we'll start this week's Q&A here in studio with a question from Kirk Holt. Hi, Coach. Um... What is the team's uh, greatest triumph this season? I think it's just staying together as a group, you know, and, and um, unity. I, I know we've had a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities for just really bad things that happen within the locker room, and those guys have been unified, and it's because we have really great leadership on our team. You know, we, we have a – I said we've had a lot of guys that played a lot of plays and played a lot of games, but we also have a lot of guys that have sacrificed a lot in life to, to be here return missionaries, Eagle Scouts, four-year starters, and a lot of guys that just um, understand and love their family and understand what they represent here at BYU. And so 
the biggest triumph is that we're together as a group and I think, um, you know, not being able to divide us has been really nice and I think that's going to be huge for us going into the future. All right, a question now from Twitter, at OldSchoolBYU asks, we have used many offensive schemes this year based on personnel. Is the plan to keep moving toward a pro-style offense? The plan is to score points and win, right? So offensively, whatever our best strengths are, that's what we're going to try to do. And uh, we have, um, even if you look at teams that have gone pro-style, they, they have to have some sense of uh, of spread game in it. They have to be able to do a lot of different things. And although you may do something that you major in, you got to have a lot of other things that will help complement it and help you win games. And so we say that pro style is something that we want to do, but it's not just limited to pro style. We we have the ability to do a lot of different things as a, as a as an offense. And it took some time, but I think we can, depending on who's playing quarterback or running back or what our situation is with our skill positions, we'll be able to find ways to just score points. And that's that's the goal. I could care less what the system's called. Let's just have a BYU scoring a lot of points offense. Yeah, let's just call it the winning offense, right? Yeah. And, what offense are you running? Winning. Yeah, and that's and that's all that matters. And, and in order to get that, you have to cons- have some consistency. And and we've been we've been stricken with injuries and things like that that have hurt our our program and hurt our offense. But um, the consistency has been up front with the O line, and those guys have worked really hard. And so uh, with these last two games, let's hang our hat on the O line. Let, let let them do their job and what and be the strength of our our, our offense and our team. Okay, back to the studio questions now and uh, Jaron Jones. Is it easy to coach? Is it easy? It's so easy. (laughs) I'm trying to make it look harder than possible. So, uh, no, um, it's it's a job that I absolutely love, you know, and I I can't believe that I'm doing it. And so the goal is to do a a great job at it so I can keep it forever. So that's the... I love, I love being around these young men. That's what makes it the best part of it. Uh, the people and the family and the people they have to work with and now being at BYU and representing a school that I absolutely love. So I get to coach people like T-John and Fred Warner and all these great players. And so, um, yeah, it, it's, it, to me it's, it's easy, right? Um, but I want to make it easier and let's score, score points and win games. All right, Coach, stay right there. Looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's? Try Smith's Click List. Order online, pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash clicklist for details. More Kalani question and answer coming up after this short break. You're watching BYU Football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Honda of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Fourth quarter time on Super Tuesday. It's our final question and answer segment for the coach. Use hashtag Satake Show to get a question in for Kalani Satake. And our next question comes in studio from Christopher Scarden. Hi, Coach. How do you like your turkey cooked? Oh, great question. (laughs) I just like it cooked. I could take it anyway, it doesn't matter. As long as it's cooked, I'll eat it. Maybe if I'm hungry enough, I'll get it raw. So, yeah. Good question, Christopher. <laughs> it's the sides that matter, right? So, you know, wow. stuffing and all the other stuff that goes with it. So, that question was. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Christopher. I just knew what he was doing. That, uh, that question was so good that we're going to take a break and try and go find Kalani some turkey. No, I don't need turkey. I'm okay. Protein 
Stay with us for game day details and final thoughts. This is BYU football with Kalani Satake. BYU Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Saturday, we've got you covered on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Live pregame coverage of UMass at BYU begins at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and 2 Eastern, Noon Mountain on BYU TV. Watch Countdown to Kickoff. The live game will air on BYU TV and BYU Radio starting at 3 Eastern, all-day football with our fantastic, hardworking crew at BYU Broadcasting. Later that night, a reminder to watch or listen to BYU basketball when the Cougars host UT Arlington, the team that ended BYU season last year in the NIT on BYU TV and BYU Radio with pregame coverage starting at 8 Eastern on radio. Time for our two-minute drill of sorts. Before we say goodbye for another week on this penultimate edition of BYU Football with Kalani Satake. This coming in again from our friend at Greg Rebell, coach, who is watching from New Jersey, getting ready to call BYU Princeton tomorrow night. The coin toss call has been tails 11 times in 11 games this season. Do you find that interesting? (laughs) Not really. (laughs) Unless both sides of the coin are tails, then I find Uh, that great. You know, so I, I mean, I don't know. I just... We leave it up to the captains. They're smarter than I am. He also said, P.S., I can't promise white pants, but I will wear a white shirt for our season finale next week. Are you okay with the white pants? Yeah. They could be tighter, right? The tight white pants could be. <laughs> I think Jimmy Fallon does a song with yeah, that. Remember that? Got my tight, tight pants. pants yeah. yeah, yeah. You should do a segment on, with tight pants on. All right. We'll uh, and do the dance. We'll talk with the producer about that. <laughs> I'm you sure. have an in with the producer, so you should be good. <laughs> I'm, I'm being told we, we can do that, <laughs> Coach, for you. <laughs> hey, thanks for the time, and thanks for letting me sit in with you this week. You've done a great job, Spencer. Thank All you. All righty. Go Cougs. Great stuff from the coach, Kalani Satake. We'd love to see you in studio for next week's show. To request seats, go to BYUcougars.com slash Satake Show at noon Eastern time. To reserve a spot in Monday's audience. Reminder, we will see you next week for Tijan Karoma, the coach Kalani Satake, and every member of our BYU TV and BYU Radio crew. I am Spencer Linton. This has been a fantastic edition of BYU Football with Kalani Satake.